T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. This hour is brought to you by Cars for Kids. Call 1-877-CARS-WITH-A-K, the numeral 4KIDS. Bernstein at Homes, middays 10 to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Keep an eye on those Texas Frogcorns. They are a terrific team. Mike Miles is outstanding in the backcourt. Remember, they blew Kansas out in Lawrence earlier in the season. This is a very scary team, seated number 6. Let's go, Froghorns. The TCU Horned Frogs. Clark gave us the Texas Froghorns. The Texas Longhorns. Correct. But he meant the the TCU Horned Frogs. Correct. But we end up with the Texas Froghorns. And the the whole show. Foghorn Leghorn. (laughs) Boy, I say boy. The, the, The show got off to a terrible start. Immediately with the one of ones being Alabama. 29 wins to set a school record. They sidestepped a situation involving criminal activity in which Brandon Miller was associated. He was not charged. They are here as the number one overall seed. Uh, roll damn tide. Uh, All they, weekend hey, long. They sidestepped. say Euro stepped it. They went, look at this. It was a murder. Oh, dodge that one. I went right around it. See you later, murder. They sidestepped a situation what? involving criminal activity. You're probably better off not even mentioning it, right? <laughs> but it's like, like the music. The, hey, watch that. They sidestepped that whole murder thing. And their best <laughs> players off scot-free. And now they're getting ready for the big dance. You're probably better oh. off just like looking at it strictly from a basketball uh, standpoint. Like, but once, once you, like, you're bringing that up, it's like, here's the music. Let's go. The one of ones. Alabama Crimson Tide. Look at that. All the first uh, draft picks they're going to have. They sidestepped murder. They also have a... A, a a teammate that was indicted on murder charges right. just a couple of days ago. Three and- of the guys on the team were there. There's a shootout, and someone's dead. Eleven shots were fired. Ooh, let's sidestep murder. They sidestepped a situation involving criminal activity. Here comes murder coming to get. Woohoo! No, 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 not today. Murder charges. See, the the thing is, there's a lot that's happening inside of that broadcast, but I do think that one of the disadvantages that it has is because of the, well, we we have to keep the bracket secret until the official show, you, you get some of that where it's like, oh, well, we have to wait to see who is playing whom, and instead of it just being a release, and it just being, I, I don't know, like I, I feel like we should probably be past it. 
at this point. Like, just, let's just go. Let's just go. Let's get into it. The, the brackets have been released. They're up on our website. We're going to start breaking it down right now. Instead of the whole, we got to keep you in suspense to see if this team that's a 12 seed made it into mm-hmm. the tournament. Like, instead of doing that stuff. I also, I also don't. I also have figured out that I don't like, shout out to Chief Keith. The, the one of the things I don't like is teams that know they're going to be in the tournament, the reaction shot from them. I don't need a reaction shot from Purdue. They're in. Yeah, how like Arizona, they're all sitting outside eating tacos. It's like, right. Hey. We just won the Pac-12 championship. And, and and we did well in that tournament, and they beat Mick Cronin, which is always a good thing. By the way, I, I, anyway, I'll I'll get back to that later on. But but I don't need to see the three seed in the West. Like, hey, we're playing some team we've never heard of. Yay! Like I I don't know. Like it just doesn't seem it 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 seems like that time has passed. I am here for. The bubble team that gets in, or the reaction or shot from them, Kennesaw State that had right. never been in before, and they right. took the first time in D one, and they're all UNC Asheville. That's you want is you fun. want to have a camera at Howard when they find out sure. where they're going to play. I'm here for it, but don't don't give me this shot of well, now let's go out and see where the Fighting Illini are going to play. Well, we knew that they were in the tournament. It's a bad draw for them, by the way. We knew they were in the tournament, so we don't we don't really need that. Or maybe people do. Maybe we're just old and jaded. But I'd rather see the the good stories or the people who've never been there than well. Let's go take a a, a shout and let's see what's happening at Gonzaga. Well, right. we know Gonzaga is gonna be there. We we don't need to see how the the Marquette folks gathered because we we knew that they were going to be a tournament dark horse pick by the way they're a two seed yeah but I said they were a dark horse pick before the Big East tournament started yeah that's true I I'll, I'll give you that but the, uh, the the show wasn't great but the I think the bracket set up nicely it's disappointing obviously for Northwestern to have to go to Sacramento but they are. I think Boise State is a decent uh, first matchup for them before they have to take on UCLA and get used to that, by the way, as UCLA is going to be joining the Big Ten. Tough draw for Illinois. Very tough draw. Especially because Eric Musselman is a better coach than Brad Underwood. Yep. And regardless of, of the quality of the personnel, like if they get into one where this comes down to tactics – if it sometimes you know you just your shots are falling and it doesn't be, if it becomes a tactical battle, the Illini are in trouble. I also think Arkansas has got better personnel, not by much, but I think they've got better personnel. You add those two things together, and it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like a a game that Illinois can win. But here's the thing: as I've said for weeks, and I will stand by it, this this tournament's going to be out of order. It's going to be out of order. It's going to be weird. And I can see, like, that's the frustrating thing. We got to see Illinois and their element at the Big Ten tournament. It's exactly what we were talking about when we talked with Mike Hall last week. Exactly what we talked about when we talked with Jeremy Warner last week. 
this is a team that legitimately could go to the Sweet 16, and they're a team that could get dog-walked by Arkansas in the first round. Mm -hmm. And we saw it play out inside the Big Ten tournament. I also, I'm not sure about Purdue. Oh, yeah, I mean, you shouldn't be. This is what I've been trying to tell you. I'm, I'm really not. I, it's... Press, press that team. Press them. Defend them, and, and you have got an opportunity. And if you press them, it probably means they got to move Edie to the middle of the floor. That's right. And then he's got to be, they got to run people around the Maypole. He's not a good passer. You would think that he would have better sight lines and that would make him a better passer. He's not instinctive. Like, who was the guy last year? Trevion Williams, was that his name? Yeah. He was, when they ran stuff through him, he was a much more anticipatory passer, mover of the ball than Edie is. Yeah, but you also had Jaden Ivey, too, so if you ended up in some bad situations, you know, he could bail you out. I just don't, I don't trust him. I don't trust trust Edie, and I don't trust Purdue's backcourt. You know, Maybe well, I'm proven wrong. While we're talking about the Big Ten, I'm going to do this because... Oh, Lord. Well, you, I, I have to. Okay. Okay, there's a couple of Big Ten teams that missed the tournament here. One is Michigan... And the others, Rutgers. Both of those teams are going to the NIT, though, right? They I, have not I, said. I guess so. They haven't snubbed the NIT. But when we, the amount of time that we spent talking last week about college coaches in, especially the revenue generating sports, and in this world in which you, you got to adapt and adapt to NIL, adapt to the transfer portal, adapt to kids. That is the, the, the battle in college sports now is understanding. These players and understanding their lives and doing your job in this environment. Because, Do your job. And here's the problem that both of these coaches have or both of these teams that miss the tournament. They're both mad at phones. Phone. They're mad at phones. Why are they mad at phones? Do they not like their plan? Juwan Howard. Okay. Juwan Howard says... This is Paul Sullivan's column in the Tribune. Juwan Howard said, this world is surrounded by so much information, and the information can be delivered to you instantly. I call it a microwave world, because not only is there so much information out there, our young men are able to see it, read it, and they understand the magnitude of this game. And they've heard it so many times from media or social media. However, game's important, what lies on it, what your fate would look like if you can move forward to advance to the NCAA tournament. Okay, and again, my response in full-throated Steve Stone voice, and yes. The microwave uh, situation. Now, let's take that a step further. This is Rutgers coach Steve Pakeel. Okay. Who is apparently so anti-smartphone. It's 2023. He's so anti-smartphone, he recently destroyed his phone in front of his players to make a point. This is Rutgers guard Caleb McConnell. He wants us to throw them away. If you have any cell phones in here, I advise you not to pull them out around him because he might smash yours. Fortunately, Pakeel restrained himself, but he claimed the problem with phones is that, quote, people tell the players how great they are when we win. Tell them how bad they are when they don't. The phones don't help them be better players. They don't help them. Okay. Stop this. Just stop. This is how 
people live their lives now. This is how people get information. This is not going to change. You know what has to change? You, coach. You've got to coach better. You've got to coach over the phone. Over yep. you've over the headwind that is being caused to your program by information and the kids having phones. This is insane. Look, look, Dan, I think that there is space to have conversations about how players consume feedback. I think that that should be a really big part of your program. Of coaching. Right. Talk it, to it, them it, about it. Be honest with it, them about it and and have a relationship and a conversation with your players about that. And it probably goes outside of just the head coach of a team. You probably want someone who who understands is in these two cases for sure, who understand the pitfalls of social media and can explain it to the players in a way that isn't zero sum. But it's not the device's fault. I, that's what I'm saying about the zero sum part. The, like, let's just get rid of the phone. No, like that's not that's not the answer. The answer because they're not going to get rid of it. They're probably just going to appease you, and then as soon as they leave the the facility, they're going to have their phone, and they're going to go. The better way to go about it is working with the players and explaining to them how they can consume it. Or what that individual needs to do to deal with the ups and downs of being a public figure. That's more valuable. Stop blaming the tech. Adapt. Like the, adapt. Right. You, you need to, you have to adapt in these situations. <laughs> and it so just, funny. it sounds, and what's Juwan? Like 50, what am I, 47? So he's probably like 51, 52 About that, yeah. years old. Come on, man. <laughs> like, think about that. Think about the team he was on and what that represented 30 years ago. The cultural sea change mm-hmm. that the Fab and, Five were. And and him now up there like, these kids and their phones. You guys were the baggy short wearing, black socks wearing. Illegal car driving. Sea change, sea mm-hmm. change in the game, and now you're like, oh, oh, I don't like phones, damn phones. And I love exactly what this eight four seven texter said: the phones make it harder for me to lie to my players. That's true. It it gives me more control. That's what it does. The Bears are on the board with a free agent <laughs> signing. I hate phones. Yeah, throw your phones away. I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna throw my. I'm gonna break this phone right now. Um, how's your family gonna get in contact with you? Well, they're just gonna have to toughen up. That's what they're gonna have to do. Yeah, they're gonna have to use smoke signals or something. The Bears have signed inside linebacker T.J. Edwards from the Eagles to a three-year deal. Love it. Now, this is Matt Bowen's 33rd rated overall free agent. He's 27 years old, is Edwards. And as Bowen's scouting report, Bowen's going to join us a little bit later. 
He said he Edwards can key and diagnose quickly from the second level as a stack linebacker, finishing with clean lines to the ball and playing to depth in zone coverage. He had 99 solo tackles last season, seventh most in the league, and can be schemed as a blitzer. He improved in coverage in 2022, which means he could be more valuable in free agency. That sounds like Will Linebacker to me. It does. And, and you know, they didn't want to spend a lot of money on Roquan to play that spot. They do need someone to play it. You got to have someone in front of them. You got to, at some point, get yourself three technique. But I, I think that this is a really smart move. You got to start building. You can't just have Jack Sanborn out there. And you got to get hey, some help. Hey, hey, wait, isn't TJ Edwards a local kid? I believe I want to say that. Lake, Illinois. Lake Villa, right? Pretty sure he went to yeah. Illinois, no? Or Wisconsin, didn't he also go to Wisconsin? Did he play with Jack? They were putting Jack Sanborn, getting him comfortable. Is that what we're doing? No. I don't think they need to get Jack Sanborn doesn't need anyone around him to feel comfortable. Lake Villa, you're right. Yeah, TJ Edwards. He what is this? U, UW College of Agricultural and Life Sciences. Great. There you have it. Wisconsin's TJ Edwards played at Lakes Community High School in Lake Villa, Illinois. All right. Great. Two time first team all Big Ten. You're just making a nest for Jack Erlacher. <laughs> hey, if 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 this is the t- kind of value signing we're talking about, I'm I'm down. You I'm, need players. You gotta get better than what you were. You need at- dudes. Your entire front seven needs an overhaul, and this is a step towards doing that. It's good. Travis Hancock is going to join us. These are wonderful times, Dan. Yes, I know these are, because there's going to be more. Don't go anywhere. As as names are popping off the board, we're going to keep letting you know all show. We'll break in with it if we have to with breaking news. But Travis Hancock is slated to join us in just a couple of moments. He is co-host of the Mac and Bone Morning Show on WFNZ in North Carolina. He's Bone. Oh, he's Bone. Or is he Mac? He's Travis Hancock. I can't quite parse it from I'm, the name. I believe I he's Bone. Okay. Well, Bone will <laughs> join us to give us the Carolina take <laughs> on the Bears trade next on the score. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. 
Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. You're listening to Bernstein and Holmes, middays 10 to 2 on 670 The Score. Walker remains in the gun. Three-man rush, takes the snap, drops back, rolls to his left. He's flushed, loads up, airs it deep downfield for D.J. Moore. Behind his man! Oh, oh he got it! He caught the ball! <laughs> D.J. Moore caught the ball! How did that happen? Oh, my goodness. Touchdown, Carolina! This is amazing! Amazing indeed! Let's find out how they're feeling down in Charlotte. WFNZ's Mac and Bone Show features this man. He is Bone. He is Travis Hancock. He is on Twitter at T-Bone WFNZ. He is on the score hotline. Brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Bone, how are how are you taking this? What is the reaction? You, you got that top pick, but at a cost. Uh, yeah, I think it's an exciting time. I'm not sure if you guys are aware of this or not, being in Chicago, but we've had some offensive issues here in Carolina the last uh, handful of years. We don't appear on the Red Zone channel too often, though, with Scott Hansen. So uh, to be able to get up there and uh, have a chance at whatever quarterback they, they're, they're eyeing, we're, we're not quite sure if it's Stroud or Young or Richardson's in there, too. We're not sure, but uh, we're certainly excited to have just uh, – the opportunity to draft someone that can actually move the ball down the field. And uh, you guys got a great one, too, though. I heard the clip there of D.J. Moore. So certainly uh, I think this could be a situation where all parties involved eventually, depending on how it plays out quarterback-wise, could all be happy with this trade. Well, I was wondering about the D.J. Moore aspect of this because you're thinking if you have a young quarterback on a new deal, you would want a guy that can play the wide receiver spot as well as him. What type of impact did Moore have on the Carolina offense, and what can Bears fans expect to see from him? First of all, he's one of the more egoless wide receivers you'll ever find. You're, you're never going to have to worry about him and, and saying something or you know showing up a QB or, or doing anything that you know a lot of wide receivers tend to do. He's uh, very, very ego-free. As a matter of fact, we had Matt Rule on with us two summers ago uh, when times were appearing better. Um, and, and he said to, to me that he, they, they wanted a little more ego out of DJ Moore. They, they wouldn't mind him getting a little more demanding, playing with a little more attitude in terms of selfishness in a positive way. So, yeah, he's about a, as docile and calm a wideout as you'll find. He's a little bit underrated even here in Charlotte at times because we, he puts up pretty crazy yardage numbers the last couple of years prior to this year was down a little more, but he had seasons over a thousand multiple times in a row with terrible quarterback play. Like it's amazing how he even got those yards, to be honest with you. He did a lot of work with some, with some pretty awful surroundings. And I know fans will look at the touchdowns. That's not on him, man. This team could not throw the ball downfield. They couldn't throw it in the end zone. So if he has a solid, even just solid quarterback play, I expect the yardage to continue where it is and, He's going to get a lot of touchdowns, especially with Justin Fields continuing to develop at his rate. I want to mention that we're getting some information that is coming in that uh, the, they're 
contract for TJ Edwards, $19.5 million over three years, including 12 guaranteed. So that looks like a value signing. And Diana Rossini of ESPN reporting that, uh, as you first heard here on this show, that the Bears are indeed closing in on Mike McGlinchey to be added at offensive tackle. Uh, I wanted to know, uh, Travis, what wide receiver position, at which position, is more most comfortable? Is he Does he toggle between split end and flanker? Does he play the slot on occasion? Or is he going to be at one specific position, X or Z? He, he can play anywhere you kind of need him to. He's kind of a jack-of-all-trades. He can play in the slot. That audio you played there uh, coming in when P.J. Walker hit him for that crazy touchdown against the Falcons, that was a deep pass down the field, obviously. So he can he's not going to moss a lot of people per se. But, you know, in the slot, he's a guy that if you just get the ball in his hands, He's going to get yardage after the catch. He's going to have the ability to run people over. I kind of compare him a little bit. He's not as fast per se. There's a Percy Harvin element to his game. When you get him in space, whether it's outside in the slot, across the middle, he, he just get the ball in his hands, and that's what the Panthers struggled so much with was just getting the ball in his hands at times. You know, just give him the football, let him run some people over. He, he's physical, so I think no matter where you use him, as long as he's, he's on your team. He's going to be a factor. He can do it all. He can't go down the field, but across the middle, the, the slot, I mean, just, you know, any, anything you need out of him, he's going to just – he's going to make plays as long as he has someone that can get in the ball consistently. So when you saw this happen Friday, what was your react to it? Well, I had sort of been reading a couple hours prior about, you know, there was some there was some – Twitter stuff happening about the Bears media sort of indicating something was going on. And we felt the whole time when we were talking about trading with you guys that it was going to happen relatively soon because this wasn't going to be one where the the Panthers could try to wait until, you know, a week before the draft. That The Bears wanted to move down quickly. They probably wanted a, not just picks but a, a piece. We didn't know DJ Moore, but something in, in return. Because uh, the Colts were aggressive too. It wasn't just the Panthers and Bears having a chat to figure out what they wanted to do. We knew that Jim Mersey and the Colts were going to try to race to that spot as well. So I knew something was coming soon. I didn't know it's going to be exactly on Friday, but it's not surprising that this got done when it did because the Bears wanted to get what they got and the Panthers had to move as quickly as possible to, to fend off the Colts and other suitors to get that quarterback. Cause these, these desperate teams, man, they are, uh, they are, they're, they're going to try to move quick, right? How good do they expect to be this year? Because Bears fans are looking at next year's picks and thinking, all right, well, maybe they, they're, they're stripping down their best wide receiver. They're going to be developing a quarterback from jump that this could end up being a pretty valuable pick that's conveying to Chicago. It could be. Now, before this trade, I, I thought because the NFC South, uh, it, it's rough, man. Tampa Bay, I think, is. I mean, they're trying to get Baker Mayfield to pair with Kyle Trask. Tampa Bay, I think, is trying to position themselves for the quarterbacks next year. Atlanta's got an offense, but their defense, they're not. They're getting better. New Orleans gets Carr, but I wouldn't say they're great. So I felt that even before the trade, that even if the Panthers used a bridge quarterback and drafted somebody, they could still maybe get to nine wins. They were close last year. They could still win potentially the South. Now, when you take D.J. Moore out of the equation, he's now with you guys. Uh, with a young quarterback, they're going to have to really be creative in trying to figure out how to replace him. They already lost McCaffrey last year. 
Now there was DJ Moore. So I think they they may take a little bit of a hit this year. I think the Panthers, it just depends on, you know, can they try to trade for DeAndre Hopkins? That's what we talked about. Adam Thielen, you know, free. Can they, can they try to patch together some sort of receiving group to replace DJ Moore with a young guy? But right now I'd say they're probably second in the South. So wherever that falls, probably in that, Six to eight win range, I'd say, roughly. Okay. The NFC South has just been a disaster for the, the, the last couple of years, and obviously Tom Brady comes in there and, and stabilizes things with Tampa. I, I'd love to know, how did the people in Carolina feel about how we got from Matt Rule to, to Frank Reich. And was there any outpouring of affection for my guy Steve Wilkes and him maybe holding on to that job? Oh, ab- absolutely. Steve Wilkes is beloved here. He's a Charlotte guy, grew up here, coached at App State, was here, here probably now. Steve Wilkes, the ultimate professional. Like he, as the season went along, and plus he was the guy that replaced Rule. So <laughs> Rule was one of the. Rule is one of the more one of the more hated Charlotte sports figures I've ever seen in my life. Like it was, it was really? real. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was bad. He he lost complete control of 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 the fan base. Not that you control the fan base, you know what I mean? In terms of how they were feeling. Oh oh, the depressors were horrendous. Oh yeah, it was it was a bad scene. So Steve Wilkes comes in, and you know what? We knew they weren't good, but in the South, they they do enough to be competitive towards the end and. And Wilkes is just, he's such a great, great leader. The Charlotte ties with his leadership, all the, the former players that are still here were, were vouching for him, like some big name players, you know, that played for him, like Greg Olson and Jonathan Stewart, the running back. So there was a lot of people in support of Steve Wilkes. Even, you know, when the, plot, the process was playing out, he was my number one guy. But Frank Reich is also a guy that's a great leader, and the Panthers put together an unbelievable coaching staff with, you know, Jim Caldwell is here as a senior consultant, and Dom Capers is here, and they've, they've hired uh, Josh McCown as a, an assistant down the line and some very young, up-and-coming they, – they put together an unreal staff. So while we were all sort of touting Wilkes, we realized that Frank Reich brought in an unreal staff, and we're, we're kind of excited about that now, especially – when you pair Frank Wright's offensive acumen with whoever the quarterback is. Bone, before we let you go, since you brought up Dom Capers, we got to ask. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, please. So um, let me just ask it this way. How different does his hair look now than when he was there before? Well, that's a, that's an excellent question. I was not here for stint number one. I was uh, – I was only 11 and 12 years old back in the in the mid-90s. I'm going to guess it It may not look similar. Uh, I tried to defend him by saying maybe he had had head that day, and maybe that's what – maybe that's what – maybe the hair got mad at that. I, I'm going to use the example that that, you, that uh, people of Chicago will know. He, he may have got the Carlos Boozer spray. It looked like Carlos Boozer when he did this. I'm a Duke fan, so I love Carlos, but it looked like some spray or something there. So, yeah, that was uh, – we also – when that – picture came out we had dom on the next morning and i i didn't i i didn't know what i mean obviously you can't ask about that right? you, what the hell that. is that thing on your head <laughs> i didn't know all the listeners want the listeners are trying to pay us to ask them i say how can i this class man 
He just came back. He's sharing memories of all the. I can't ask him what happened to his hair. I, I was, I was so close though. It was, it was so you know, radio guys. I was like, oh, what? I got to say something. I just couldn't figure out how to do it. Well, I think it was the same animal that used to live on Ernie Acorsi's head. I don't, I don't know if it's there, but I, I think he took it and and he has appropriated it somehow. But uh, that that and other developing NFL stories will have to wait. I would imagine. Travis Hancock, thanks so much for joining us. All right, thanks, guys. I'm going to get my hair done like Dom now. Yeah, good luck with Do that. Do it. Have fun. Yeah. That's Travis Hancock. They call him Bone in Charlotte. And Greg Gabriel, by the way, our old friend, reports that the Bears are in hot and heavy on rising Denver Broncos defensive tackle Draymond Jones. Well, they definitely need help there, like they need help everywhere. 25 years old, he is the number 10th number 10 ranked free agent on Matt Bowen's list says he's a versatile player with inside edge flexibility Had six and a half sacks and 28 quarterback pressures last season, six, three, 281. He's played tackle and end. He can be displaced at times in the run game, but has disruptive upside as a pass rusher with first step quickness and short area juice. His pass rush win rate when lined up inside at 15.9%, ranked sixth among all defenders. He is an ascending player. So we are told it's going to be expensive if they sign Draymond Jones. They but are they also. need it. I know. But they're working hard too on Mike McGlinchey, already having signed TJ Edwards. The Bears are. And if you were. If busy. you were. If you were hoping uh, that they might have a chance at Jason Kelsey, the NFL Network says. He will be remaining with the Eagles. So there goes my dream. Now go build one. Go find one or go build a Jason Kelsey so that your quarterback has a center that sees the field like Neo sees the Matrix. Brad Biggs says the addition of TJ Edwards will not preclude them from pursuing Bobby Okariki as the weak side linebacker. Yep, that's who Biggs had brought up this morning as being uh, a perfect fit to play Will in this system. So we shall see what they end up adding to the mix of people is all of the tampering. Mm-hmm. Tampering, if you can't see me on Twitch, is going on. Yeah, things are moving really fast. So I imagine we're going to have more news when we come back. And let's hear what Biggs had to say himself about DJ Moore and the Bears when we come back. We're going to keep you updated on everything that's happening. Make sure you check on that blue check mark. And now, unlike previous years, you actually have to click on the blue check mark on the profile page to see if it is a verified legacy account or if it's uh, eight bucks a month that somebody paid for to make do sure something names fake. are spelled correctly. Yes. You know, don't don't fall for the banana in the tailpipe because sometimes you use a combination of letters to make them look like another letter. So, all right, so just be careful in these streets. We mentioned we were going to do a quick high noon. I think we should do that and, and recap the thoughts from the Oscars last night as we keep one eye on the football hot stove. We'll get some thoughts on how things went down last night also coming up on the score. I'll be back this way on Monday. We'll settle this then. Right there. Out in the street, in front of the palace alone. Yeah, right. When? High noon? It's high noon, and we get you recapped on everything that's going on. A lot is going on. These are the first on-air thoughts that we've had since the Bears have made their massive deal. I love the fact that they have shown everyone that, yes, 
They like Justin Fields. And yes, they're seeing it through and they're betting on Justin Fields and all that silly time that they spent debating whether or not they were going to trade him was really, really a waste of everyone's time, as we called it out for being. Also talked a little bit about the NCAA tournament bracket, the very strange and uncomfortable selection show. Travis Hancock joined us to give us a a Charlotte perspective on the deal. And then we told you about the Bears signing of TJ Edwards and their pursuits, the twin pursuits right now of Mike McGlinchey and apparently Draymond Jones. And TJ Edwards grew up a Bears fan. His favorite Bear was Lance Briggs. So there you go. He grew up watching Devin Hester and he was teammates with Jack Sanborn when Sanborn was a freshman, and now Sanborn can teach him the way of the bear. Go Bears! It's time. I was thinking the about Oscars you. This happened last night. Me? Yeah, I was thinking about what you Oh, were... I got what I needed early on in the show. Well, I, yesterday. Thought, I thought after Jamie Lee Curtis won. Because you were cool with either Jamie Lee or Angela Bassett winning. Angela didn't seem all that cool with it. No, she did not seem like she, it felt like she felt like, hey, I'm sitting front row. I should, mm-hmm. they are setting this up so that I could win. Uh-huh. And I know that, that she was also concerned. <sighs> spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. She was also concerned because of what happened to Queen Ramonda in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. And I know that, you know, she poured her heart into that role, obviously, because of the the subject matter of that movie. And it was basically a memorial for Chadwick Boseman. So I get it. I enjoyed the part where Michael B. Jordan and Jonathan Majors came out. And Michael B. Jordan said his line from Black Panther to her, hey, auntie. And then Jonathan Major says, we love you after, you know, she had lost the to Jamie Lee Curtis. So I thought that was a very cool moment. Those two are they're good together. I, I really enjoy them together. And this junket, the press junket that they've been on for Creed three has been a lot of fun because of their interactions with each other. And there's also been a little bit of blowback for just kind of how they've been portraying two men who love each other or like each other a lot in in a lot of ways. And there's some people saying, well, it's not okay, but they're, they're going out of their way to try to change some stereotypes. Yes, they are. I mean, Jonathan Majors is doing it with the, the photo shoot that he did and, I mean, there's some other stuff that if we had time, we could delve into the depths of black Twitter and uh, some of the, the choices that that are made from a dating perspective, which have caused people to um, look at both of those men with a jaundiced eye, which is really ridiculous. And the, the term corny has been dissected because Michael B. Jordan was on a red carpet and one of the reporters was a friend from high well not a friend, someone he knew from high school who had called him corny and he's like, Yeah, you person used to call me corny, right? She's like, No, I never called you corny. Yeah, you did. He's been hanging on to that for twenty years. You damn sure called him corny. But yeah, I like what they're doing and I like how they, they did their thing. I I enjoyed the Oscars broadcast last night. I thought for an Oscar broadcast, it was very crisp. I thought they got in and got out. I, you know what was weird? It, it was safe. No, it was. I, I don't even mean that part. I mean, 
there wasn't a lot of running people off of their speeches. Like, the speeches were pretty much on target for what you want. Like, no one took 20 minutes or whatever to say their thank yous. And so I like that, that we, we were able to get it done before 1030. And I'm, am I a bad guy for thinking I don't yes. really want, oh. I don't want to see everything everywhere all at once? If it's not for you, it's not for you. It doesn't seem like it is. That's okay. I mean, okay. No, you're not a bad guy for that, but it, you're a bad guy if you're not recognizing the moment that the people involved. Oh, it's great for them. It, I, they were all very earnest and well-spoken, and it seems like there was a lot of love in that in that effort, in that piece of art. Oh, I love... Did you see at the end when they won Best Movie and Key goes up there and it's Harrison Ford? Yeah, I know. And he went and he, like, kissed him. I know, but and- Harrison Ford is always going to make it weird because no, he's, I- he's a weirdo. But I thought that he didn't. I thought that this was one of the the only times that you see him where he actually was like, good for you. You know, like he actually felt that and allowed himself to not grumble and and be Branch Ricky and, <laughs> and, and all that is, stuff. That's who he is, though. I mean, yeah, I but 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 I for think I for, projected. I, I think I I expect it, and I project for him to be a grumbling weirdo. For thirty seconds, Harrison Ford enjoyed it, and that's okay. Like he and you know what you know what else we got? Oh, there was one thing that I did not like. I really liked John Travolta's intro to the in memoriam segment. Yeah. I didn't like how they did it. It took it, I did, she wasn't on the screen long enough. Well, it's not just that. It's the way that they did it with everyone. Instead of giving each person their 10 seconds or 5 seconds on the screen, they were doing this weird fading in fading out thing where the the person that they were that they wanted to spotlight fades in and the other person who's died fades out. It was really bizarre, and I didn't like that. I, I thought the song was great. I thought Lenny Kravitz was really good uh, in it, but it, it just seemed like that's a weird way to to give people their propers, like give them the whole screen, because it wasn't even like the it it went that long, um, but it felt a little tighter. It felt like even the clips that they were using from the movies were shorter this year. Than what they ordinarily do. They and were. I'm not, they were. And I'm not I, sure that I you can capture that. how good the actors are with some of those shorter clips. And I wasn't sure how they decided the order of the in memoriam. I thought Ray Liotta was on very, very early. Maybe they just kind of wanted to balance it out at both ends. But then I believe it was James Kahn, Raquel Welch, and then some member of the Academy we've never heard of. That's okay. It was a member right? of the Academy. I guess. But it's like, but wouldn't you rather see. Just do the member of the Academy first. Don't end on this guy like, eh. like it's one thing to say, oh, yeah, James Kahn and Raquel Welch. Right. And then it's, um, you know, Larry Feinberg or whatever it is. Like, I don't care. <laughs> well, we we got to care about Larry and his family, I, I don't even too. know who it was. How, if I killed a guy named Larry Feinberg, I apologize. But it's, 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 it's there's always those Hollywood people in there. Say, like, okay, great. I, yeah. I'm so happy for Michelle Yeoh. I, I just think she's dope, and, and as I said last week, her her sit down with Mark Marin on his podcast is outstanding, and she's 
I, I mean, I love her from all the stuff that she's done. She's done all these incredible like action movies throughout her career. But she did Star Trek. She did Discovery over the last couple years. And you're like, man, she's really, really, really dope. And obviously, like, crazy rich Asians. But she has been... She has done everything in her career. By the way, model to pageant, all that stuff. We got Matt Bowen standing by. Pro Football Focus has just come out. They have put a grade on the signing of TJ Edwards. PFF gives the Bears an A plus on the TJ Edwards signing. Everything's coming up Bears. Says value grade A plus coming off a career year that saw him ranked sixth among all linebackers with a PFF grade of eighty one point six. All right, well then, let's not waste Matt Bowen's time. Let's let's do this thing. We're going to get Matt Bowen on the line. He's going to talk to us about the free agents that are out there. He's got them all ranked. We're going to ask him about what he feels about this trade, how the Bears can use DJ Moore, and what else they need to add. We are doing that thing next. Why? Because it's a damn Bears Monday on the Bernstein at Home Show here on The Score. Woo! We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.